Okay, so if you love candy, a Canadian company is hiring full-time and part-time candy testers. You could become a candyologist. The candyologists are going to be responsible for giving honest and objective opinions on more than 3,000 products carried by Ontario-based Candy Funhouse. Now, candidates are going to help select first-ever Candy Funhouse branded candy line, which will feature 10 new original candy creations from hundreds of possible options. 30 bucks an hour. Candidates should have a high school diploma, no food allergies, and must be passionate about confectionery. According to the job listing, uh, applicants who have an interest in candy, pop culture, and media will be given preference, and no past experience is required. You have until February 15th to apply. Good luck. It sounds like a fun job, and I, whether they're paying me or not, okay, (laughs) I believe that I am already a candyologist. I'm just saying. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So as I'm reading about the, you know, becoming a candyologist, I see there's a headline in the story about another story. And it says new U.S. dietary guidelines. And I thought, well, there's new U.S. dietary guidelines. And apparently at the end of the year, uh, the, the end of 2020, uh, the U.S. government put out new dietary guidelines for infants and toddlers. And it recommended feeding only breast milk for at least six months and no added sugar for children under the age of two. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. If that's what you think, no problem. The guidelines stick with previous advice. Limit added sugar to less than 10% of calories per day after the age of two. Men should limit alcohol to no more than two drinks a day. Twice as much as advertised for women. Those women-hating dietary guidelines. Wow. The dietary guidelines are issued every five years by the Agricultural Department and the Department of Health and Human Services. The government, of course, uses them to set standards for school lunches and other programs. It says that babies can start eating other food at about six months and should be introduced to potential allergenic foods along with other foods introducing peanut containing foods in the first year reduces the risk that an infant will develop a food allergy to peanuts okay all right there's more advice uh than in prior guidelines for pregnant and breastfeeding women (laughs) yeah to promote healthy brain development in their babies women should eat 8 to 12 ounces of seafood per week They should be sure to choose fish such as cod, salmon, sardines, and tilapia with lower levels of mercury, which can harm the children's nervous system. Pregnant women should not drink alcohol, according to the guidelines, and breastfeeding women should be cautious. Caffeine in modest amounts appears safe, and women can discuss that with their doctors. Thank you. It doesn't say anything about smoking. I guess you can can smoke now. And according to this, most Americans fall short of following the best advice on nutrition. Really? Contributing to obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. Much of the new advice sounds familiar. Load your plate plate with fruits and vegetables and cut back on sweets, 
saturated fats, and sodium. Wow, do I not need to hear that? I mean, I need to hear it, and that's important, and we should follow follow that 100%, and you should always eat right and 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 substitute you know start small start small with little changes and it works up to big changes right right carbon capture technology i know i know our new president joe biden has pledged to accelerate the development of carbon capture technology as part of his sweeping plan to tackle climate change he named Jennifer Wilcox an expert in carbon removal technologies as the principal deputy assistant secretary whew, the principal deputy assistant secretary for fossil energy at the US Department of Energy. That's a heck of a name tag. Well, Elon Musk has now said that he's gonna donate one hundred million dollars towards a prize for the best carbon capture technology now he said there's going to be more details next week and then they in the story it says well he's not responding for additional information he said he'd give it to you next week details next week capturing planet warming emissions is becoming a critical part of many plans to keep climate change in check but very little progress has been made on the technology to date with efforts focused on cutting emissions rather than taking carbon out of the air I'm sure when we start messing with Mother Nature like that, what could go wrong? Nothing. The International Energy Agency said late last year that a sharp rise in the deployment of carbon capture technology was needed if countries are to meet net zero emission targets. Yeah, which means we're not going to meet that and uh, get over it. But if Elon is offering $100 I may, you know, try to come up with some kind of carbon capture technology you know like a a box or a tupperware you open it up and close it and then you've captured carbon did i get a hundred million for that i think it's a pretty good idea to be honest with you another thing that is grabbing everyone's attention and could quite possibly make you a lot of money uh if you wanted to get into indoor farming um, there's a app harvest, which is backed by Martha Stewart and it's the Moorhead Kentucky based company. It has begun shipping beefsteak tomatoes to Kroger, Walmart, Publix, and other grocers. Eventually app harvest plans to ship 45 million pounds of tomatoes, tomatoes each year from its 60 acre indoor farm in Moorhead. Wow. I mean, App Harvest is one of the many players in the fast-growing field of indoor farming. Others include New York-based Gotham Greens, which has eight urban greenhouses across the U.S. and plenty of vertical farming startup in San Francisco. In a recent global survey, Agritecture Consulting, Agritecture Consulting, which works with urban farmers, found that at least 74 indoor farming companies were founded in 2020 alone. Yeah, they had to stay inside. They were, they, were, they were shut down and they were blocked because of the pandemic. You know what we could do? We could start farming inside these buildings. What do you think? 
And then that started, I love the agritecture consulting. Yeah, you should uh, take this ceiling out and uh, we'll go ahead and put some poles up and we'll wrap the We'll wrap the tomatoes around there and they'll start growing there. So we'll be, uh, you know, indoor farming right there. Wow. That is amazing. And I know that the industry is getting a boost from the cannabis industry. Eh, you think? <laughs> and, I, you know, I guess they're using LED lighting, which, you know, helps decrease the costs. So, I mean... I, it's a good deal, I guess. Indoor farming. And I, I'm more, uh, I mean, I don't really want to farm, but I like the idea of the agritecture consulting. Because then you just show up and say, yeah, you farmers need to do this. And walk away. Take your paycheck and go home. Then if it doesn't work, whew, man, they did that wrong. Ha! Whoa, I wish they, you should, I told you not to do it that way. I, I said the other way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the poles were supposed to go up to the third floor, not the two and a second floor and halfway between the second and third floor. It should have gone all the way up. Now you would have been creating some some vegetables. Amazing. Amazing. We live in amazing times. You can quote me on that. We live in amazing times. Welcome to uh, Fat Pile Friday, Chewing the Fat. And I was, uh, one of the things, like, these people are creating things that... Uh, you know, we talked about getting a, you know, getting a job as a candiologist or, you know, creating a carbon capture, you know, working on the best carbon capture technology. And now we're talking about uh, indoor farming and we're talking about creating uh, agritecture consulting and urban farming to make some money and create things that are actually, you know, helping humans. And then you have employees, I don't know. Like the teenager in uh, Georgia, Trey Brown, 19, who allegedly stole more than $980,000 from a Kroger grocery store in Duluth, Georgia, over a period of two weeks. I'm telling you, I don't know. I worked at a grocery store for a, I worked in the grocery business for a long time. And in a two weeks' time, you're stealing almost a million bucks? I don't know. But they claim he did it. They claim he used the money to buy cars, guns, and clothing before he was arrested. So apparently, they believe he created more than 40 returns for non-existent items. I mean, it's pretty genius what he was doing. Put them on several credit cards. And the returns ranged from $75 to over $87,000. That kind of was uh, a red flag. Uh, because, I mean, how many people are returning goods at the Kroger store for $87,000? And this was at the fuel center. So he's taking returns at the fuel center for $87,000? Yeah, that didn't... Uh, that didn't work well. So I guess the employee whose responsibility it was to track fraudulent transactions was on vacation for a couple of weeks. And that's when Trey decided, hey, this is my chance. They're gone and I'm going to go ahead and make some money. 
So again, the fraudulent transactions, the corporate employees, you know, red flagged it and said, Ooh, that's gotta be a problem. We need to check into that and see what's going on. Now, uh, he used the money to buy two cars, clothes, guns, new shoes. Now, prior to his arrest, he had totaled one of the cars that he bought and, uh, a large sum of money they say was returned to Kroger after the arrest. So it doesn't, they don't, they aren't saying how much was returned, but he was released on, uh, released from jail on $11,200 bond. Um, a lot of that money was on cards, right? So he, uh, you know, he just returned the cards and it's, you know, made up money, but it's made up money on the books that you could use from the cards, right? I mean, that's a pretty good plan. Trey had a pretty good idea. Now he probably could have been, he probably could have done that for an extended period of time and made quite a bit of money. Had he not decided to go like the ones for 75 bucks, those aren't raising a red flag. What's raising the red flag are the 87,000, but he only had two weeks, right? The person who was responsible for, you know, checking the fraudulent returns was on vacation. So he only had two weeks. He had to hop on it and get as much as he can for two weeks. So for two weeks, he had new shoes, new cars, guns, new clothes. He's living large. And now Trey is out on bail. I know. I know. Sad way to start 2021, Trey. Maybe being out on bail, though, maybe Trey has an opportunity to play the lottery. You know, for those of you listening live today on the 22nd of January 2021, uh, you got the Mega Millions drawing tonight for $970 million. So if Trey wins that, I mean, he is uh, he's living large, right? In fact, whoever wins $970 million, Jackpot is living large. There is no doubt about that. Plus, you know, I was looking at the Powerball. They had the winner the other night for, I don't know, $731 million or something. We talked about it. And uh, it was sad. <laughs> it was sad. And it's really, it's sad on my part, not theirs. But I look at, you know, hey, we had one winner for $730 million, And then the next drawing is $20 million. And it looks so sad just seeing $20 million. And I got news for you. Uh, this, and this may come as a surprise, but winning $20 million jackpot is still pretty good. I know. I know. I know it comes as a surprise, but it's still pretty good. So you'd still be okay if you won it all by yourself. If you had to share 20 million, holy cow. I don't know how you'd live. But for those that are playing the Mega Millions, good luck. Man, do I want you to win. Because I care about you. Yes, I do. I want you to win $970 million. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh my gosh. So good. Wow. Hank Aaron passed away today. He was 86 years old. 
I mean, just a, an incredible man. Uh, Barry Bonds wrote the man who famously broke Aaron's. I mean, he was the one who broke Aaron's home run record. Uh, said I was lucky enough to spend time with Hank on several occasions during my career and have always had the deepest respect and admiration for all that he did both on and off the field. He's an icon, a legend, and a true hero to so many who will be forever missed. Boy, no kidding. Hank Aaron, that guy was a huge star. I mean, 25 all-star teams, MVP, Wow, I mean, broke Hank, uh, Babe Ruth's record. Just uh, amazing that this guy started out back in the 50s playing minor league baseball in the Negro Leagues, the Indianapolis Clowns. And think how far, I mean, think amazingly how far we've come. That is just outstanding. And then I was listening to the call. You want to see how far we've come? This is the call that Vin Scully called when Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. Now, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record in 1973. 1973. This is Vin Scully's call. Just amazing. And stay a professional and pitch his game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Amazing. And I mean, the crowd is crazy. Fans rush onto the field to pat him on the back. They'd be shot dead today. Fireworks. Obviously, they knew he was going to hit it. At home in Atlanta. Mobbed at the plate. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation Think in the South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment a for all white of us, idol. and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, <laughs> threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. Just amazing, right? I mean, the guy was just incredible, and it's such a think how far we've come. Uh, you know, I'm so sick of hearing about racial inequities. I mean, here's a guy that started in the Negro Leagues and then broke Major League Baseball's Babe Ruth's home run record in 1973. Incredible. Anyway, Hank Aaron, uh, rest in peace. A reminder to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. This podcast, if you're listening to this show and you're not a subscriber, you need to better your life. And the way to better your life, at least one of the steps to better your life, is to become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. I'm just saying, okay? So there's a plethora of platforms out there that the show can be subscribed on. 
subscribe to on. But, uh, you know, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, probably the top four. But you can choose whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Okay? Okay. And if that platform lets you rate and review it, please do so. Uh, Rate it 20 stars, best podcast ever, and then other people will, you know, be able to find the podcast and they'll know about Chewing the Fat. So... 20 stars, best podcast ever. I've made it easy. You don't have to think about it. I know you're busy. So just subscribe. And if your platform allows you to rate and review it, rate and review it. Uh, 20 stars, best podcast ever. It's just that simple. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me at any time, you can email chewing the fat at the blaze.com, chewing the fat at the blaze.com. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can follow me on social media, uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. If Parlor ever comes back, it's Jeff Fisher Radio on Parlor as well. And you can uh, help in continuing to make this podcast free by becoming a member of Blaze TV. So if you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, you will scroll down and see that now is the time, the best time to become a subscriber for a year. You're going to get $30 off for a full year of Blaze TV. Now, if you look around the world, now is more important than ever that we have more voices, not less. And one of the ways that you can show your support for more voices, not less, is become a member of Blaze TV. And if you go to the Blaze, just go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and it'll get you that you can see the discounts that you can get for three months and two years and one year. But one year is the best deal right now. Um. So, blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Well, if you're wondering about the Olympics in Japan, uh, there were reports that it was going to be canceled. Uh, The Tokyo Games are on, my friends, okay? Uh, Japan Japan just said uh, that flame will be lit on July 23rd, 2021. They doubled down on its commitment to host the Tokyo Olympics this year and flatly denied reports of a possible cancellation. Ha! Yeah. So take that. Look, I know that you've got your little, you know, global pandemic fears, but uh, I know that we're, you know, still under a state of emergency due to a third wave of COVID-19 infections. But they're scheduled to open on July 23rd, and they were postponed from March of last year so Japan is like, uh, we are lighting the flame. Okay. It's really weird on this picture. <laughs> this picture shows <laughs> the Olympic rings in front of the Japan Olympic Museum in Tokyo. And there's this kid sitting on the bottom left ring. <laughs> a child poses for a photograph with the Olympic rings. And this kid is like, a monster kid. I mean, I mean, he's a sumo wrestler. <laughs> he's a young sumo wrestler in training. I don't know why. Is sumo wrestling part of 
the Tokyo Games? Yeah, that's what I thought. They're not. Uh, they've never been featured at the Olympics. I don't ever remember seeing sumo wrestling uh, at the Olympics. However, what is interesting is that the International Sumo Federation, who aims to get it included in the Olympics one day, is Tokyo-based. So maybe that is why they show in the the fat kid at the bottom Olympic ring. He's the he's in training to be a sumo wrestler, and we need sumo wrestling in the Olympics. So I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> anyway, they claim the flame will be lit on July twenty third, twenty twenty one. We shall see. We shall see. They might light the flame, but uh, the games may still be postponed. And uh, I have a feeling that, wow, I'd like to say that that's not going to be true. Because July 23rd, I mean, holy cow, six months from now, and we're still going to be in this pandemic world? Oh, please pray that that isn't so and that the Olympic flame gets lit with the games playing. Oh my gosh, please. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I'm looking at this story here. Uh, came out this week talking about Tiger Woods' bond with girlfriend Erica Herman living together and his kids like her too. And the golfer has finally found happiness with his girlfriend of four years. Huh. Got this nice story about Tiger's life and how good it is and the kids love the girlfriend and how they've been together and how she used to be a... <laughs> I am in love with that. It talks about how she used to be a, she's a former restaurant manager, but now she's focusing on building a home with woods. Uh Uh-huh. Me too. Me too. If I was with Tiger, I would say, honey, I've got to go to work at a restaurant now. No, no, can't do that. But it does mean that Tiger's, you know, better at the restaurant. Anyway, uh, it's amazing that after the documentary, uh, that finished this past Sunday. Uh, then the week, that same week after part two airs on HBO, now we have fluff stories about Tiger. I'm sure. I'm sure it is just a coincidence. So yesterday I talked about uh, President Biden uh, at the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office and it talked about he had a Cesar Chavez bust uh, behind him. And I didn't see it the night before. So I went back because I, and I said, I, I don't think it was there. I don't, I don't think it was there. But it, I went back and I watched the signing that they aired. And there it is. It's there. So he replaced the Andrew Jackson portrait, which, I mean, Andrew Jackson wasn't that great of a guy. But, you know, President Trump liked him. But uh, Cesar Chavez, man, that guy's a communist so it's always good to have his bust in the Oval Office. Always, always good to have a communist, you know, remembered in the Oval Office of the President of the United States. Ugh. Hey, be sure to uh, look out for a podcast that I put together uh, sometime this weekend. It'll be out just about the executions. Uh, the federal executions that took place uh, the last couple of years uh, during the end of the Trump 
presidency. And uh, I just wanted to remind everyone, it's just a short thing about executions. And I just wanted to remind everyone what these guys were in for. <laughs> okay. All right. Just a reminder. That's all it is. It's just a little reminder podcast of what these guys that are now executed were there for. They didn't just show up and they decided, you know, we're going to execute you. No, they were not good people. So I had an opportunity to, uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Phil Sklar, the co-founder and CEO of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. He's got some new bobbleheads, and we're going to take a look at some of the classics at the museum. But uh, I'm going to you know, post the interview here on the podcast because I, I love Phil and I love talking about the bobbleheads and it's so much fun. But if you go to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, I'm going to post that interview there as well so you'll be able to see uh, some of the bobbleheads. He gives us a little tour of the uh, bobblehead museum and shows us some bobbleheads. And I also could not remember the name when I was talking to Phil of a movie. Okay. The movie was Hunger Games. I remember Jennifer Lawrence. I couldn't remember the name of the stupid movie Hunger Games. And I couldn't remember Mockingjay, the stupid bird. It was just killing me because we were talking about uh <laughs> we were talking about Gaga and I could you know, she had the giant bird in the in the you know, the mocking Jay and the hunger games. We, I think we even talked about it yesterday or the day before, but I just couldn't remember. I was just completely gone. I don't know what happened. It was just out of it. I've got it. You know what I have to do is stop drinking before I do these interviews. <laughs> but when you're listening to it, just know that I thought of it as soon as we were done and on the YouTube, on the video, I'll put up that it's hunger games. And yes, I thought of it, but just so you know, when you're listening to it, okay. Uh, for the life of me, I could not remember Hunger Games and the Mockingjay. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, here's Phil Sklar from uh, the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Phil, how are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing? Good to see you. Uh, fantastic. I know that you have some uh, some new bobbleheads that you want to talk about. And I know, I think one of the last times we talked was when, uh, you had Dr. Fauci, uh, making the uh, debut and that did pretty well. Yeah, that was our best-selling bobblehead of all time. Uh, by far sort of tripled up the previous bestseller. So yeah, it's a, one of those, uh, unexpected moments or people that turned into a, a best-selling bobblehead. So the, uh, one of the times that we talked, we talked about uh, your uh, museum and Hall of Fame in uh, in Wisconsin, and you were downtown, if I remember right, and uh, up on the second floor of uh, of a building in in uh, in downtown Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and. Uh, How's it going? Are you able to have anybody in anymore? Are, are people coming or is it, are you just kind of still holding on? Yeah. So we, every time we sort of planned to reopen, things got worse in terms of yeah. the coronavirus pandemic. So, you know, we were sort of ready to open and then museums and other places like us had to close. So we've, right. uh, that's sort of been extended. So we've been, uh, you know, doing our online bobbleheads, creating 
lots more new bobbleheads than we might have otherwise created. And we also have the virtual tour online for people to visit uh, from wherever you are in the world. And where do I go to see that? So that's at bobbleheadhall.com backslash virtual tour. And it's 360 degrees uh, modern technology. You can walk around, zoom in. It's a wonderful thing. And But if I just go to bobbleheadhallmuseum.com, I can find all kinds of things there. Um, So I'm looking behind you. Uh, with all the bobbleheads that are behind you, you know what I see? I see I need somebody to dust. Uh, I I mean, I like the bobbleheads, and they look great, and it's wonderful, but there's got to be someone that's going to be dusting those bad boys that isn't me. That's one of the main questions we get from visitors is who dusts all these bobbleheads. Uh, We have a really good air filtration system, and... uh, sort of the highest line you can get. So that helps a lot, but we do have somebody who uh, helps with the dust. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what's the latest, what's the latest bobblehead that we're announcing today? Uh, the latest few, and I hope you have a couple to show me. Oh yeah. The latest and right. greatest uh, is, is uh, the Bernie Sanders inauguration day bobblehead. That nice. Stealing all the, the thunder uh, here over the past several days. Um, we announced it the day of the inauguration, probably three or four hours after uh, it went viral and it continues to take off and it's probably going to be our second bestseller of all wow. time and Dr. Fauci. Well, it's certainly, uh, it certainly picked up in the meme world. I mean, he's in everybody's living room and family room and uh, on top of television shows. And I mean, just actors and actresses and regular people on their, on their Instagrams are putting him in their living room with them is really funny. Yeah, it is. I mean, I didn't think it would take off that much. We had an employee who uh, sent us a message working remotely from home on uh, on Wednesday morning and said, hey, did you see Bernie? And we're like, what are you talking? We thought she was talking about Bernie Brewer, the mascot for the Brewers. <laughs> she said, you got to do a bobblehead of this. So we looked into it and said, OK, we didn't really at that time grasp what the big idea behind it all was. And right. like, OK, you know, uh, we'll look into it. Saw on Twitter that it was already buzzing and sort yeah. of trending thing so we said hey let's do it and, uh, so do you have do you have the makeshift one with you or is it not there yet it's not here yet so the bottle oh, let's no. take uh, their hand sculpted oh, out no. of clay uh we do have the red well, whoever the hand sculptor is tell them to get on it let's go yes. yep so they, yeah they are on it we'll have uh, pictures on the website pretty soon but right now we have a rendering of what it'll look like um and people can pre-order them now so, uh, all right. So you got Bernie, and I'm sure that uh, did you already have a Biden, or is that coming? Nope. So we have uh, Biden and Harris. We had a Biden and Harris. Both of them sold out uh, right before the election. So we had more coming in shortly. But then we also released on Wednesday a new one of uh, Biden and Harris together uh, with the uh, flag in the background. So a, a unique dual bobblehead of a, a you know unprecedented uh, for the first time woman vice president. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the Biden dogs, uh, Champ and Major, the two German shepherds who are inhabiting the White House. What about uh, what about the wife? And of I course, Doctor Jill Biden. We have Doctor. a blood of her as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you tell me they're at the rendering machine and I can't see them right now, <laughs> you don't have them, do you? Um, so I. Oh do, come on. Oh yeah, I do have a a, a, a Harris and Biden. Somewhere behind me over here, so I All can right. have yeah, yeah, absolutely. We need to find them. And while you're looking for it, while you're going there, go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll just uh, go ahead and get it. I'll just okay. talk about today. We just got the news because I want to I want to talk to you about the possibility of uh, getting 
a couple of uh, different bobbleheads because you didn't mention one that I want to have as a bobblehead. But uh, Hank Aaron, we just got the news, passed away. Uh, Hall of Fame baseball player. He was 86, uh, played with the Atlanta Braves, uh, broke Babe Ruth's home run record. And I was just watching the uh, the uh, clip of when he broke the record. Do you have a Hank Aaron bobblehead? We have multiple Hank Aaron bobbleheads. And, yeah, we nice. heard the news this morning as well and obviously very sad. We actually have yeah. a bobblehead representing his time with the Indianapolis Clowns, the Negro Leagues team, which a lot of people don't remember. And right. get some comments that his hands are backwards. He actually batted cross-handed uh, while he yeah. was Clowns. And it took, t- uh, you know, it wasn't until he went to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, with the Eau Claire uh, minor league team that uh, they, they sort changed of it around. fixed it around. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I remember and those I, stories. Okay, here we go. All right, nice. Joe and Kamala here. You know, I noticed that. Do any of your bobbleheads have masks? So we do have uh, removable uh, masks. Love with uh, you for that. That we do have, yeah. So they can, uh, they can all have masks. We don't have uh, 6,500 masks for all the bobbleheads on display. Huh. Uh, we do have enough. We have about 100 masks here, and we've well, sent some with bobbleheads. But, yeah, yeah, and Bernie's bobblehead will be wearing a mask, of course, since he was wearing yeah. the mask. Right. I mean, that's what I was thinking with uh, uh, the inauguration of uh, uh, Joe and Kamala. I mean, they should probably yep. have a mask on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Masks are key. Okay. So you've got the dogs and you've got Jill. But, uh, I mean, what about Hunter? <laughs> that is I want I want a Hunter bobblehead with a pipe, please. Yep. Uh, we'll have to look into that. We don't have that one in the works yet, but anything's possible. Uh, you know, there's the pipe. Uh, the pipe doesn't have to move or anything. It could just be on the base. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, we'll add that to the to the long request list that we get, and we get we get requests on a daily basis. So it's always fun to look into them. And a what lot is, of them what is the top request right now that you can? Do you remember the top request? I mean, what's the mo- what are most people are requesting right now? Um, you know, that's a great question. It's going to hurt my feelings, I think. Yeah. So I, um, but that's probably the top request that I've seen in the past uh, past couple weeks, for sure, is the Hunter Biden. Really? I think you, you nice. take, take there. Uh, we nice. get some of, you know, some of the people we can't do. We did get, like, Lady. are you going to do a Lady Gaga uh, uh, yeah, inauguration? I mean, but we'd have to get her permission. So right. um, that was probably the other one that we saw several people ask for recently. Yeah, especially I mean, especially since the, with the national anthem and the, uh, you know, the uh, more the, uh, uh, the big pin. Oh yeah, yeah. Morning, yep. the, the morning star pin. I think well, I can't yep. remember the name of it. From uh, ah, it doesn't matter. Everybody yep. remembers the stupid pin. From yep. uh, I can't think of the movie. I can't think of it. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not. Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Not. Oh yeah. Yep. Ah. I'll, I'll put it on the screen for those of you watching on the YouTube channel the, right there. That's the movie. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of the stupid movie. So, uh, out of how many bobbleheads do you have at the museum in the hall right now? Do you have a, do you have a pretty good guesstimate? Yeah. So it's right around 6,500 on display at any given time. And then we have about another 4,000 in storage that we rotate in and out and wow. we get new ones on a daily basis as well. So, wow. So, who decides? I mean, is there a rotating shelf? Like the ones behind you, are they there forever? I mean, those are the ones that stay there. So we do have some that are sort of permanent, but we will move yeah. them around. Um, the ones behind me are sort of a cross-section of the collection, some really random. I can uh, give you a little bit of a yeah. 
of a view here, but just a really random mix of all types of sports, non-sports. You see Looney Tunes and uh-huh. mascots, hula dancers, Babe Ruth as the Brooklyn Dodgers manager, Bernie Brewer. Uh, oh, that's right. Go back to the. Go back to your right. Uh, who is? Keep going. Keep going to your right. Keep going to your right. Okay, stop. And now just drop down a little bit. Who is the what? Who is that guy? Uh, uh, the guy with the the suit. Yeah, Edward Kennedy. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, that is Teddy. He looks a little thin there. <laughs> I, that's why I was a little confused. I wasn't sure if that was Teddy or not. That is awesome. Yeah, that is good stuff. Oh yeah, the hula dancer. Wow, tremendous. Out of the, if you were to say, when you come in, when you come into the office every day, is there a bobblehead? that Phil Sklar looks at every day and taps the head and says, morning. And that uh, and that's your, that gets your day started. <laughs> so not tapping the head. Recent, so sometimes I'll change up the bobblehead that's on my desk or, you know, a new one will come in and I'll sit there for a while. For the past, I think it's been two months, it's been my mom. Uh, my mom's bobblehead oh, has been on my desk. So. see. Yep. She's sort of inspired. Now, you, now you're breaking my heart. Yeah, now she inspired our Essential Heroes bobblehead series, which features 35 different professions. She works at a hospital. Um, so we created, uh, ended up being 120 different bobbleheads with the different skin colors and male, female uh, combinations of everybody from wow. grocery workers to hospital doctors, uh, you know, all the frontline workers that right. you know, they came to appreciate over the past year. Do you have, have you developed a, an area at the museum for that? Yeah, we do have a special area that when we open, we'll be able to see. So. Yeah. Okay, so aside from mom, <laughs> all right, I, I got it. You love mom, and she's wonderful, and ding, ding. Is there one particular, other than mom, that you look at every day, and you, you tap that head, and you're just like, how you doing? Um, so I'd say it'd probably be that six-foot-tall bobblehead, um, although I don't tap its head every day. We have a sort of a life-size uh, guy over here, I can heck yeah, and say hi to him. We have our own virtual tour. Heck yeah! Oh my gosh, look at this place. Wow, I need to, I need to show up here. Nice, the Hall of Fame bobble. Tremendous. Nice, that is so nice. Ha! <laughs> that is fantastic. So, I mean, that's your man right there. Yeah, he's our sort of our. Uh... He's the mascot. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, he's a figurehead. I got that. <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> so, uh, fantastic. So, the the latest one is Bernie. And uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris together. Right? And uh, uh, Joe's wife, Jill. And the dogs. But no hunter yet. No hunter right? yet. No so, hunter we're going to go hunting for a hunter. Maybe you get a hunter and you tell people they got to come up with their own pipe or something so you don't get involved <laughs> in that. If you want your own pipe, you got to come up with it. Maybe pipe you just sold. put it. Yeah, pipes sold separately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe you put them next to a stripper pole. <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. It's just a thought for me. That's all. I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be helpful for you, Phil. That's all. Yeah, That's we take helpful. all suggestions. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're going to use it, though. Okay, so... Uh, Phil, if I want to uh, go to the virtual tour, and I, I really am going to uh, uh, go again and take a look, uh, I have to go to 
bobbleheadhall.com and everything's on there you can find the store and the virtual tour and history of bobbleheads anything and everything you wanted to know that's fantastic and uh you can pre-order the new ones and you can also you know hello order the old ones uh (laughs) just uh fill your life with bobbleheads yeah you can try to catch up to to the collection that we have here We, we encourage you to do that i bet you do no kidding that's a serious catch up too man what's the average so the ow, your bobbleheads most expensive one you have like you, you like the new ones i know you know they're going for you know 20 or 30 dollars a pop I, I get that and that you know those are fair prices but there is there are there any that worth some extra cash now yeah, so I mean, there's several that are in the thousand dollar range. Um, there was actually a New York Yankees uh, bobblehead from 1960 that sold for about ninety thousand uh, dollars this wow. past year. Now, here's a picture of it. We'll take uh, if anybody has one, we'll take it. But really? That's on wow. the timeline there. Uh, it was about 14 yeah. inches tall, and it was a, a jumbo sized version of the regular sized one from 1960, which we have on display there. You should be able to see. Wow. The old ones, but, but you don't have it yet. We don't have that one, no. But we have uh, the regular size version. We also so, have the, that mini set here, little mascots from yeah. 1960. The set recently sold for about six thousand uh, dollars. We had the Beatles set on the timeline over here, right? Uh, which is a, a quite oh, valuable be- set. And some of the older yeah. football bobbleheads as well. So, so the 14 inch Yankee bobblehead is worth almost a hundred thousand dollars yes do you know of anyone that has it um so there's only i think three or four known to be in existence um one previous to that sold for about fifty thousand dollars so they've appreciated uh, quite a bit and if anybody wants to send it in we'll gladly put it on display so if i send you a box that says it's in there (laughs) how much money are you gonna get go send me I mean, I, don't, I can't promise that it's going to be in there, but I'll send you a box. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a, a membership card and a very nice thank you note as well. <laughs> Phil, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, we'll talk again when you get some uh, when you get some new stuff out. It's fantastic. Uh, Bobbleheadmuseumandhall.com. and uh, I really appreciate it, Phil Starr. You're the man. Uh, thank you for taking some time today. Always great talking to you. All right. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you.